0: TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 20th of November. Thanks to Frank Thain for an next edition of Kilkenny Today, and Frank will be back again on Wednesday for more great chats and insights on what's going on in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at Dicksboro's fantastic Leinster triumph in the Senior Camogie Final. We'll be looking back at all the weekends under 21 hurling action, and we'll be looking ahead to the Leinster action where Tuller, Ross Burke and Tomstown and the Lachlan Gales will be all in action on Saturday at the same time. We'll also, I'll also have the news from the St. Paul's Golden Gloves, which pl- took place over the weekend, and there was some success for Kilkenny, which is brilliant to see. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line at 086-353-7782. F- th- that's Tech Company, or you can phone us in on 56 776 or you can message us on WhatsApp on 87 887 as always, I'm joined in the studio by Pat Kieran Muldoonie, and uh, M. Butler. Good evening, lads. Evening, Kieran. And we have Nicky Brennan joining us from Clare. Good evening, Nicky. Hello, Kieran. How are you? Um, Nicky, I suppose we'll we'll start off just with Comogie. Uh, you were in uh, Dr. Colin Park yesterday, and a great win for Dixborough.
1: Yeah, it was a great win, Kieran. Uh, I the first half was a pretty dour enough affair as the two teams were supposed to size up one another. Now, Kieran. Uh, Carol had said on Friday night You know, he talked to me about the physicality of the Dublin team and that was very evident but Dixborough kind of played into their uh, hand a bit because when they were getting the ball and passing it, a lot of the things were happening in a very static Uh, but that changed after the uh, half time when Dixborough opened the game now basically half time just 5 points apiece, the Borough were doing that, did very well to be leading 5 points to 3 coming up to the last 5 minutes or so or maybe 7 minutes and then uh, Ashley Maher got 2 points and brought the double. Team back. So at five points apiece, Dixborough would have been happy enough because they were going to play with the wind and there was a bit of a rain as well, although it wasn't too bad overall. The pitch was in good shape. And the best possible start in the second half, it all came from uh, the Dublin team. The uh, left half forward, I haven't got my notes with me now, but Neve Hedrington, she's a member of the Dublin football panel, a very strong player, very athletic. Gosh, she took, when she was taken off, she was leaving Dixborough with players in her wake, but she got in behind the half back line and went in close to goal, a left handed shot into the of the net, which uh, Kirsty Marr wasn't able to get to. And almost immediately, Ava Lamb, the corner forward, got a point when a ball broke in front of the goal. So that was four points, 1-1 one, one in a short period of time. And it did look as if the Dublin team were on a real roll at that stage. But to be fair to Dixborough, that's when we saw the best of them. They hit seven points in a row and uh, were really very good after that. They dominated the game. And this time when they were passing the ball, they were moving at pace to get the pass. And that was where they were, they were totally outgunning the Dublin team and they, they certainly uh, went into the lead. Now they had a few worrying moments near the end. Uh, 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 21 metre free from Ashley was well struck but well saved out for 65 which she pointed and then one or two other balls near the end were dangerous enough but that's when the Dixborough backs, so they were very solid all through and particularly in the end they put their bodies on the line and uh, they deserved to win the game. It was, uh, I said, a, a dour first half but a really enjoyable second half and uh, when the, the going got, uh, got going tough, the uh, Dixborough the team came out from. So that was a very good overall team performance. Uh, backs had to do their bit at the end, in fairness. And then up front, they were uh, they were on top then in uh, that a glorious spell between the 10th and the 22nd minute of the second half, when they held St. Vincent scoreless. So, a very, very enjoyable game. And uh, look at it, the historic win for Dixborough. They now go into the All-Ireland semi-final, where they play Lockheed Shamrocks. Uh, for many years, uh, uh, Schlockdiel had been the team there. But uh, Schlockdiel and Shamrocks uh, are the team that are now, they won yesterday and uh, they'll be replaying the borough in, uh, I think it's the 2nd of December. I imagine that'll be a Dublin or meet venue or something. They play a lot of these games in Ashbourne, but somewhere else in Dublin. And on the other side, then it'll be Sarsfields will be playing. I'm not sure if it's Drummond Inch, I think, won Tipperary. Uh, so it'll be Sarsfields against Drummond Inch. I think Drummond, Inch, they beat De La Salle yesterday. Yeah, I'm not Drummond sure if it's at the final it. or not. Is a dominant yeah, so um, obviously Sarsfields are still the team to beat, and um, they will still probably fancy themselves. But look, I, I, I enjoyed the heart shown by Dixborough yesterday, and they'll be delighted with themselves.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, Nicky, and I suppose like the whole thing with the Dixborough Camogie team this year is just uh, they're conceding very little, and you know it gives their forwards a chance. Then you know just to keep the scoreboard ticking over. But the belief and character in the team has been unbelievable all year as well. It
1: has and I think this year especially now they're, more, they're a more mature team now and they've had their share of losses I suppose through Leinster and uh, obviously last year in Kilkenny as well so yeah I think they have, uh, they've got a lot more mature now and they, they know now how to uh, to fight to the finish and look they're, they're more experienced, they're better players, they have improved and uh, they're certainly upping their game and the skill level is improving all the time so look they're, they're in a good place at the moment and uh, look because an winning a Leinster title is a fair achievement for any club and uh, fair dose to Dixborough
0: for it Yeah absolutely Nikki. thank you for that uh, update and we play out now uh, interviews here with Aoife Prendergast and Donald Carr.
1: Congratulations Aoife Great success there, and uh, your free-taking was critical again today.
2: Aye, it was unbelievable. Um, that's about all I contributed now today, but um, happy enough to, to get them over and uh, the team get over the line. Uh, the girls pointed, great display out the field, and credit to them. They've done it year in, er, time and time again this year, so it's great.
1: What a big, strong physical team, and in the first half, I'd say, maybe you weren't passing as sharply. You were a bit static when you were passing it, as I said, and they were very physical strong and got on top of you, but what did uh, Donald say to you at halftime, as you came out I know they started well but you had a brilliant spell then seven points on the trot.
2: yeah look uh, we knew we, we caught in panic or, <clears throat> or else they get the better of us um, they are a big strong physical team they were hunting in packs and we kind of expected that today, um, St Vincent's are a great team, credit to them, it was a great match today, but uh, yeah, Donald had a few words with us there at half-time, just told us to stick to the process, and take them on, and when the score was there, put it over, and that's what we done, we stuck to the process, and it got us over the line today. Tell me this,
1: that uh, camera you had on you today, did that didn't cause you any uh, problems?
2: No, it didn't, I, I didn't notice it at all. I, I wish I could um, blame it for, for a few of my touches, but uh, no, no, I, I didn't notice it at all, it was, it's great to have it there today. No,
1: I think you're being hard on yourself you made a great contribution to the team but to win a, a first Leinster for your club and you've been very much one of the senior players in the sense that of the senior from any perspective a huge honour for that for your club
2: oh yeah it's unbelievable we made history today and to make history with this group of girls is extra special um, we're a really close-knit group and uh, we're all like sisters we stick together we've we played with each other since underage up to now so to make history with this group of girls was extra special
1: and finally looking forward to another and semi final against Lockheed and Shamrocks of Antrim Ulster teams are always strong and tough so that won't be an easy game
2: no definitely not um, we're going to enjoy this one now Leinster finals don't come around too often and to win them um, so we have to celebrate this one and then we'll be focusing definitely on that game um, I'm sure our management will, will get the homework done and we'll just stick to putting in the performance
1: well done again Eve and go off and celebrate with your teammates. Eh?
2: thanks a million
1: Donald Carroll congratulations Donald you had to really work hard to win that game Oh, yeah, Nicky, they did. But we knew coming in, Like we'd
3: been looking at St. Vincent's. They're a strong physical team. We knew they were going to be. Fortunately, we were able to stand up to it. We were able to stand up to it. And then as the game opened up in the end, we got the run of points there in the second half that we badly needed.
1: Now, in the first half, as I told you earlier, I thought you were when you were passing to another, you were static and you were allowing them to draw into the tackle. In the second half, yeah. your passing was off the shoulder; you were moving and getting away from the tackles. I thought that was the biggest factor in the second half.
3: Yeah, we were like we were delighted to be going in at halftime like level, which was, was a good a good achievement for us. We were happy over that, and then we told them just to relax into it, let their natural, let our natural game show, and they did. Then in the second half, they're a bit more confidence. they were playing with a bit more abandon, you know, and they started to believe in themselves and it showed.
1: Yeah, and their their touch was much better as well. They were good. I mean, one particular point from Rachel Dowling, I thought the way she controlled the ball, turned and struck it over the bar. I mean, that's really what you want your forwards to do.
3: Uh, It is. Like, in the second half, we went down, they got a goal and a point. We went four points down and in fairness to the girls, they didn't panic, they didn't start chasing goals, they just kept on putting the ball over the bar and it was actually, we got a very quick, we scored a point, got a very quick second point from Rachel within seconds and I think that rose the crowd, it rose the players and then Vincent started they doubt themselves at that stage no, yeah.
1: and we were talking about the forwards. but we can't forget your backs because late in the game there there was a great close in free saved. the ball hit the post another ball dropped in front of the post Credit to your backs because they put their bodies on the line there to clear those those, those cha- chances for Vincent.
3: That's exactly what I was going to say today. They put their bodies on the line and they were absolutely they were immense today. They really, really were. They knew they were going to have a tough, and every single one of them stood up to it. No, it was a great performance.
1: Now, when we spoke Friday night, we talked about weather conditions. You had a mix of a lot of things: yes. sun, wind, rain here today. Yes. But these type of conditions don't work. It's all about work rate and backing up one another.
3: Oh, it is like it's a much more basic game. You're not going to have the flow, you know. You're not going to have the quality of hurling that you will or learn you're not going to rack up the scores that you would earlier on. But like in fairness, like you're on the surface here. The surface is immaculate. It's a great surface for playing. So the wind and the bit of rain was about all they had to deal with from the conditions point of view. But really on a, on a day like this, you know, on a surface like this, it's great. It's a great opportunity to just express themselves and play the type of hurling that they can play.
1: Now this team has been looking for a Leinster final for a long time. They've finally achieved it and this is a big, big uh, milestone for this team.
3: Oh no, it is. It's a huge step. a huge step for the club, you know. To, to, it was their first Leinster title at senior level, we're delighted to have it we're, you know, but like we'll let them off, we'll let them enjoy themselves for a day or two and then we'll get them back in and now realise, now this has given us another opportunity, we're now into an All-Ireland semi-final, we've never been there before but it's a great
1: opportunity for us. And of course Ulster have always got good teams and Lockheed and will not be a bad team when you meet them in a couple of weeks
3: Ah no, look, at this stage, look, you're playing you're playing county champions, every time you turn around you're playing county champions, they'll all bring something you know, we need to play well and we need to be lucky, we had a bit of a, you know, things a few things went right for us today, we need to continue that. You do make your own luck, but at the same time, they'll need to put the shoulder down, let them off for a day or two, enjoy themselves, you know, appreciate what they have achieved, and then
1: we'll get them back in. Well done, Donald, and we'll talk to you before the semi-final. Thank you very much, Nick. Well, I'm with the two Clifford sisters, two of the stars of the show, Jenny the captain and Amy, player of the match, and of course, Tara's in the group behind us here as well. Jenny, we'll go to the captain first. A huge honour to lift the Cup on behalf of Dixport here, a first Leinster final. Yeah,
4: definitely. Look, I couldn't ask for a better bunch um, to be standing up there today, lifting the cup. Um, everyone was absolutely superb today and we, we couldn't have asked for any more. And absolutely delighted now to be going home Leinster champions.
1: Well, Amy, you put in another brilliant performance there. At the start of the second half when they got the goal in the pint, were you worried?
2: No, no, wasn't worried at all, no. I knew that we'd push on and we'd keep tipping them over and I knew that it was going to be ours.
1: Well, Donald Carroll said to me on Friday night when we chatted that they're a big, strong physical team and, and they certainly were that, but I thought in the second half, your pace and your skill, I think, got the better of them.
2: They, they are they are a big, strong, physical team, but that's if that's if we let them be, and we didn't let them be today, and we used our qualities, and we got over the end. So
1: and Jenny, you were moving great in the second. I thought you were off the shoulder passing, and you were doing it at pace that really got you into the game. And seven points, I think, two in a row, that really broke the heart of the Dublin team.
4: Yeah, definitely. Look, we didn't get the the start we wanted coming into the second half. Um, so it was delighted then when we got momentum going, and look, they couldn't live with us once we got the momentum, and we were delighted then to to be lifting the cup at the end of this game.
1: Now, you obviously lost last year and, you know, they, they, having lost a couple of years, I should say, you really wanted this Leinster final for Dixler because this group of players has worked very hard together for a good few years. Now, tell me what it's like to be a Leinster champion.
2: Unbelievable. There's, there's no words to describe it, like, especially with your, with your immediate family, obviously, the sisters, but we're all a bunch of sisters out there and it's unbelievable. Tell me what it's
1: like, Jenny, playing with two sisters on the team. I mean, it's a very, a very proud day for your, for your family.
4: Yeah, look, it, do, it does be tough days when you're trying to get one of them to go training or that, but no, look, um, we're delighted now to be lifting it today, and I, I, co- like, I, I couldn't ask for a better bunch, especially having my two sisters here today with me. It, it's just that more special with our family here, and uh, look, yeah, we, we'll celebrate today with my two sisters anyway. <laughs>
1: and of course, before we finish then, you have an all Ireland semi-final to play in a couple of weeks. That's another big, big step forward, and uh, there's no reason not to feel confident going in against, uh, I think it's lucky Sharmrokes of Antrim.
2: No, no, like, you know, we'll, we'll push on now and train during the week and keep playing the way we're playing, and it's just another battle, really.
1: And Jenny, finally, for the word from the captain, you've really led all through the year. You've been right to the front, pushing your players on, and you've done it again today. You're relishing this job as captain.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, look, when done around me at the start of the year, um, I was absolutely delighted, delighted and honoured to be to be captain for such a special bunch, and... I'm just absolutely honoured to be even lifting the cup today on behalf of the Dixburgh Mogey team. I couldn't ask for a better teammates, to be honest with you. Well,
1: well done to Jenny and Amy Clifford, and go off and celebrate with You're the Carols.
0: And that was uh, Donald Carroll, Amy and Jenny Clifford and Aoife Prendergast from the victorious Dixburgh team. Aoife Flanagan, um, what did you think of the Dixburgh display?
5: Um, exceptional. Uh, I said to you last Monday that as with St Vincent's being reigning champions going in as favourites I think that suited Dixborough very well and it did and a lot of it when you think of it they got the two points to start off then Dixborough kind of got to start getting into it and then continued on and kept kept St. Vincent scoreless for 20 minutes in the first half and they did it again in the second half but it just started kind of the second half when it was level of five pints at uh, level at half time you don't know what way the match is going to go but then when they got in for the the, uh, the goal uh, Kirsty would be a little bit disappointed that she got in on, on the the near uh, post side but she it in panic when they conceded that and by the 37 minutes they were <laughs> down by four pints and you're thinking what are they going to do they, as we said don't panic they didn't and continued on, then Then if Pendergast starts to come back of it, and then score seven points uh, without reply-keeping, Vincent's for and everything, I, I looked at it again last night on, on their Camogie YouTube, and it really kind of did show, as I said, the defence, um, a lot of people kind of saying, like, and had one tussle with a marker yesterday, and getting around, and they're pulling and dragging nearly each other, but near the end, when we, they d- did get away, when people were saying that, that St. Vincent's should have got a free in you look at it you're almost pulling the arm off of Niamh, and Neve and Eve got the hurl around and they were tangling it, but Ray kind of let the ref kind of let it off and um, Kiro Shea got away with the ball then hit away and kind of blew the full time whistle but yeah an exception performance by the defence again forwards and you look at it, talk about Rachel, Rachel Dowling, like she's only 18 she's going to be uh, a big star and I think going into the All-Irelands I think she's Coming good at the right time. Um, some of her points, yes, her pint two of her pints. Like to look at it, one pint, hand passing to her, but three defenders coming out on top of her. You're gonna say what way? And she just had only one place where that was going, that was straight over the bar. And gave give a good high that it didn't drop her out and short or whatever. And then another, the the last one then the kind of ball coming into her control is just turned on off of her shoulder as well. And also what you talk say about Orla Hendrick, her experience showed so much yesterday. Uh, a lot of people kind of say like that she's kind of the older of the groups that um, let the younger girls play, but her experience showed yesterday of I know where to get a ball, where to who to lay it off to to Efa, to Jenny, to to Rachel mentioned or to to Amy. They were all And making awesome. the
0: space as well, you know, for yeah. those around her as well is mm-hmm. crucial. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so Rose lead then you're thinking Ashburn, then on the second. Or I don't
5: know now. Is we, is, look, I can't see it being a double header because you're looking at it because Galway. Sarsfields um, they're on the other side and see the other semi-final uh, or has semi-final has been played in Munster yet which is going to be Sarsfields Cork versus Drummond Inch of Tipperary they they got the butter of Della Selle of Waterford yesterday mm-hmm. who's Bet Carton who brought it to extra time with a goal in the pint in the last minute so, yes, so that semi-final is probably played next week and then final probably um, so I don't know where well, it could be but if it's the halfway yeah. as they always say between an Antrim side and or a northern side and the southern side usually we'll go Ashburn but I can't say
0: yeah so we probably we, won't know until next weekend we'll haven't. wait and see but uh, yeah. other Camoggi news for us
5: um, there was uh, under 16 games at the weekend Um <coughs> Unfortunately, Dixborough um, were on the un- unlucky side of John Locks again. The, unfortunately, in the, league, in the league final, they had a better performance against him and it was a tough, tough, hot, uh, t- tough fight against him, uh, against John Locks on Saturday morning and John Locks coming out 3-10 to 3-6 on that. And then Wayne Gap and St. Bridges in the other one um, and Gap coming out there, so John Locks Wingap in that A final. Uh, the under-16 B semi-final, Glenmore beating O'Loughlin, so it's Glenmore against Tullerone and in the under-16 semi-finals. Barra Rangers and Tulliver coming out on that. So the final, and these finals are put down for the 3rd of December. And then the Under 16D semi finals, uh, Emeralds and Bennisbridge Bridge, coming out uh, winners there. And then the Junior C uh, semi finals, there is Aaron Zone, who, who had been with Nave Breed for the last few years um, as a combined team, went out on their own this year and have got to the, the Junior C fi- final, and they will be playing James Stevens. We don't know what date that is then next weekend Glenmore
0: and Danes Fort. no uh, venue yet but it's supposed to be on at 11 o'clock next weekend right so, so we'll, we'll play by ear and see where, and yep. uh, we'll touch base with you then next month any other news for That's us it. perfect thanks a million Efe, for joining us as always and um, brilliant victory for Dixborough <laughs> and we'll be following those closely in the all Earn semi-final as well you're on Mildone. um you were at a couple of under 21 games the weekend and I suppose maybe the pick of them out in Coon yeah, right match and Coon, uh, St
6: Martins beat Golmoye Winegap uh, on penalties. Um, very close game all the way through. It uh, wasn't a huge amount of scoring, but it was good hurling. Difficult conditions, there was a good strong breeze in it, and it, it was one of those wins that didn't necessarily favour the team that was playing with it. It was nearly as much of a nuisance as anything else. Uh, Billy Drennan started well, got a couple of points in play, but in fairness to the St Martins backs, they they policed him well, and uh, they hurled good stuff. Michal Kane at midfield was excellent, I thought. and uh, Like I say, scores were hard to come by and uh, St. Martin's needed a goal uh, right near the end of the game to force it to extra time. It looked like Galmay had just pulled that vital couple of scores ahead but St. Martin's got the goal. They battled on the whole way through and, uh, and then in extra time uh, got my wing gap settled better again, and, and uh, Callum Lonergan got a goal for them. Good finish from close range, and that again looked like the score that might do it. I always think about five or six points they'll win you extra time, but it was actually more required on Saturday. It was, it was higher scoring than that, uh, and then um, I'm pretty sure it was Jamie Morris got a goal for Saint Martin's. It, it was way away from me at the other side, and. Uh, The teams traded freeze then and it went to penalties. Now, I was a bit surprised and and even more disappointed, to be honest, Kiran, that the game went to penalties. There was no reason why it couldn't be replayed next Saturday. There's plenty of time. The other side of the draw is still behind. I think penalties is a shocking, unfair way to finish and especially when there's no need for it. Um, But in the penalty shootout, uh, St. Martins, Micheal Keane and Oshin Kelly and one other uh, scored some uh, three very good shots Billy Drennan was the only one for God my wing up to get his penalty and uh, St Martin's went through you know it could have gone either way it was a right good tussle
0: yeah, like you think, you're honest. just so disappointing, isn't it? You know, under 21, it might be the last time as well for a group of players that they might be together at that age group, you know, and some lads, you know, with the way things are going, immigration and all that, you know, it could be, and then to be just knocked out then by a penalty shootout at the end of, you know, after a heroic battle like you spoke about there, like it's just, it's it's a terrible way to go out. It is, yeah,
6: and look, you can understand why there are penalty shootouts now. With the split season, we've gotten an awful lot more extra times in penalty shootouts than we would have ever been been used to but i think when you have a chance to avoid a penalty shootout i think you should take that chance uh I mean, uh, I don't know where they'd play that replay next week. If it, in Gollum, I wouldn't hold the crowd that would go to that replay now next week. It would be a brilliant occasion. Um, and uh, it's a pity. It's a pity that one team got knocked out because if nothing else, we'd have, had, we'd have had another right match in that championship. And it is boiling up into a good championship. That other semi-final between Young Ireland's and the Roar, that'll be a cracking game as well. And uh, as it stands right now, any of the three teams that are
0: left in it could win it. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, you're at one other game then, Ciarán?
6: Yeah, uh, this one <laughs> wasn't quite so close. Uh, in fairness uh Fenians, they beat our lads very comprehensively yesterday. Again, a game played in a strong wind. Um, Fenians played against it in the first half, but they started brilliantly. They had an excellent free taker, number 14, uh, O'Regan, I think is his name. He He was really good and pointed all the chances that he got. They led by about seven points to one I think after a quarter of an hour playing into a gale force wind and the was on the wall from that moment onwards and uh, they, now the Conaghy lads in fairness they battled hard, they got it back to within a point just before half time, a brilliant goal from Robbie Ring, it was a smashing goal but in the second half then all the while Johnson were just finding it a little bit easier to get scores, they had more lads who could get the scores they were using the ball well they were working it up the field always finding the man in the better position and uh, they got two goals heading well one maybe halfway through the second half and one just right at the end then to seal a pretty comprehensive win 2.23 to one ten, I think it was
0: Yes and look I suppose a good win for the Fenians as well on the back of getting a walk over the previous day you know so they were coming in you know maybe unknown I don't know probably had challenge matches but a good performance on the back of having no game before previous
6: yeah and um, there's the usual few of us that watch all the games in the same spots every day we were there yesterday and we just we all remarked about how well coached they were they looked a really really well coached team the people over them have obviously done a nice bit of work with these boys and um, you, you mentioned about the walk over there and it can work two ways either you go in very cold or you go in jumping at the bit and they were certainly jumping at the bit yesterday they were dying for that match you could see it even in their warm up they were very clued in raring to go and uh, they hurled that way and fully deserved a win
0: Thanks for those uh, both reports Kieran. brilliant reports as always and um, we'll take our first break and we'll say goodnight to Nikki. thanks for joining us Nicky would be already gone right we'll <laughs> take our first break Join us after where we'll be talking to Andy Comfort
7: Tars,
8: World of Gaelic
0: Games. And welcome back as always on the Monday. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. me Andy.
8: Hi Kieran.
0: How are you getting on? Not too bad. Not too bad Andy. Um, all roads lead to Tullamore this Saturday half one for, to take on Kilcormagh Yeah, we're getting
8: the tour of the country now. We're heading up uh, to off Lee, so it's Great for the parish, great for the team, great for the club and um task ahead of us now I'd say they'll, be on. they'll have to be under a game the, the last day I suppose against Mount Leinster was a bit of I suppose black smoke coming after the holiday and the county final win and, and uh, suffered a little bit in that game blew it out uh, uh, blew it out of the, of the system and got the win so listen it's gone up through the years now the next day it's going to be a stiff task and uh King
0: Comerick won't be too bad you know no and look I suppose they're they're a well-eyed club team really and you know up in their home patch as well and they will be difficult but look Lachlan's like you said have got that first win under their belt you know it's always important just to get that win and should definitely come on for that win as well Uh,
8: definitely yeah Lans are playing with you know without uh, kind of um what we just say uh they're not as much pressure on them and and they're they're, they're hurling you know with abandon they're getting stuck in the case like Jack Noel scored there in midfield you know Keane Lee is playing well backs are hurling well and the forwards are are clicking so listen uh, and I have to mention Stephen Murphy because he's having an outstanding year he's he's, he's made brilliant saves in the semi-final Poco's uh, excellent uh, in the final and uh, of course the last day against Mount Lancer he pulled off a brilliant save as well so all, all, everyone is chipping in you know at different stages of the game when they need the pressure comes on which it will from now on the pre- big pressure is going to come on and and it is in the county final so listen they've they've responded to that they've been able to handle that so listen, they should be able to hold with a bit more freedom uh, but it is going to be a, a, a stiff challenge and, and like Kilcormack, I think they could have won two years ago lost in last year and won this year, so listen, they're battle-hardened and they have good young lads and they have a mixture of old and uh, old guys and, and young lads coming on so they're, they're not to be taken lightly and um, especially in Tullamore it's kind of a, it's a, it's in it's a, b- a bad time as well you know if you're travelling that bit you know these raw little things have to be factored in I suppose but listen everyone in the parish is looking forward to supporting the team everyone was down there in Carlow so i say everyone is going to latch on to it now I I, I uh, I just hope everyone follows them, even if it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I just hope everyone in the parish follows the lads up there and uh, give them a good support. And because they're going to need it, uh, Kilcormick they play a, a typical Louthly style of hurling. You know, they're 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 well able to score. They won't miss chances if they're offered up to them. They'll score from distance. And um, As I said, the boys will have to be in bed pretty early on Friday night, you know,
0: because it is going to be a monumental task. Yeah, and I suppose, Andy, as well, look, you have great impact for the O'Loughlin Gales from the bench as well, and I suppose maybe uh, a selection headache whether or not to start Luke Hogan.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Hogan would have been on the team, only for a bad injury at the beginning of the year. I suppose he would have been, you know, the first 15. He's he's six foot two. He's strong. You know, he's coming into his own now. He's he's got shaking off the pop fat He's into he's 23 years of age. I think this lad has a lot to offer. You know, a things, and he could even turn into an excellent player. You know, he has speed and he's good under the high ball. He's able to. Score was probably a little bit of a, a, a negative for him for the past while, but he's after fine-tuning that now, so he's, you know, he cropped up there with 1-1 the last day, got fouled for a free, he was unlucky for another goal, so like in the space of probably you know, on 20 minutes yeah, he could have come off with 2-2, you know, so yeah. it is a bit of a problem, but it's a nice problem to have,
0: isn't it, Kieran? Oh, no, absolutely, and look, that's the thing, and credit to the, the O'Lock and Gale's bench, anyone that's been yeah. called upon has been excellent, you know, so, look, yeah, like said, it's and, and, a nice Yeah, and Conor Kelly as well there, yeah, Conor Kelly is coming on there, he's
8: making a big, big impact, and, like, I suppose, listen, like, with these big championship matches, you know you have to have lads on the line because I suppose you're looking for to come strong at the end of these games, and it's great to have a lad, have a couple of lads to, to up the performance and, and, and up the pressure when it comes to in the last 15 minutes. You know it's great to have lads to come in, and it's a good system that the lads have, and it's probably it's working so far. So I don't know about changing or so. Um, when it's not broken that's the point in fixing it so I think you know listen it's a nice problem to have for them uh, you're only as good as the, as the subs that you have and that's proven with all successful teams they have to have good subs to bring on and make that make that surge at the end of these games in the last quarter so listen the boys will take it right you need to worry about that their experience the lads on the line they know the crack Uh it you be just a bit of luck on the day as well and fair play from the referee and uh, I think we'll be banged there but as I said you just don't want to take them too lightly Kieran because you, as you know yourself like, these lads are well able to hurl and, and they're well able to get goals as well
0: yeah no absolutely Andy and look sure we, we, hopefully next Monday night we'll be talking about uh, a great well, Lachlan Gales victory and heading towards the Leinster final and um, be, it'll be brilliant for everyone in, in the county to be looking forward oh, to oh well.
8: without, without yeah, everyone uh, uh, walking down there John Street you, you know have flags are out and it's fantastic and all the families and that are involved in the Loughlins and all the families that have young lads playing and they have you know Grandsons and you know uh, playing and 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 it's great for everyone. It's great for everyone around the parish and, and uh, I just as I said, there was one guy there. He he actually he someone was telling me he came down from Mayo, he was a lot a, a, a St. John's man, and he came down from Mayo for the match, you know, against um, Mount Leicester Rangers, so that's the kind of appetite that people have for it, and when you haven't been in it like we have before, it's great to be in it, and, and um, wish the boys the best of luck, and please, God, as you say, I'll I, I I have to give out free chips if we win the Leinster Finals so it's gonna cost me but be a nice little it'll be a nice little, <laughs> nice little handout for them. So listen, that's the character for my hope to God that we do it and uh wanna take one little step now on um on
0: Saturday. Yeah, no, definitely, and, and and fingers crossed and just before we let you go fingers and the, um do, did did you see any of the, the Monster games? Um what were your thoughts on any of the other championships? Yeah,
8: it's listen it's Ballygunner you know uh, they're holding the favours tag they have it like they didn't seem to be overstretched yesterday I don't know what it was like everything everything that they do is, you know is is functional they're getting the puck out right the goalkeeper you can't underestimate how how, how uh, important O'Keefe is to them you know he's a brilliant keeper he's spraying out balls their sharp play is good uh, their long play is good, and we have to realise, like Ballygunner are playing with with seven backs, you know. So you just have to factor in how hard their forwards are working, you know, Delisa, Desi and all these guys, you know, running down channels and trying to. Exert pressure on the sharp hooker. Exert pressure on the cornerback to receive it, and then if he if the cornerback is offloading and the back to the fullback, they're over sprinting again. So all that is a high tempo, high energy game, and like they, they, they didn't seem to be, you know, they were on the bridle all the way through. I thought in that match and you know, if they needed to come up another year. But, listen, they're they're there to be taken on. And, um, listen, it's a long way away. So both teams are from a final. So the other clubs are going to be looking at it as trying to topple them, you know. But I think, like, to t- topple Ballygunner, you know, in the Munster final, you know, down along the lines, you're going to have to... Uh, in play a very, very hard working uh tactics and uh trying and, and as I said, listen, they're gonna have seven backs so your you your your forwards are gonna to have to work very, very hard and your backs are gonna to have to work very hard. But I just thought yesterday uh, listen, even though the scoreline, score line, you know, it was only four points I thought they were way, way better, you know, than the piercing and uh uh, like a lot of the the, the sharp sharp play sharp puck outs from from the Pierce who were overturned as well you know but that's a sign that these are well-eye team you know, and and we can't underestimate how how good and this has been going on this doesn't hasn't happened you know with Bally Gunner in the last three years like they've been playing this way all up along but you know great credit has to go to them but I just thought that like the Pierce, like, you know just weren't up to it yesterday and um I thought like that uh, Gunner were quite quite easy it, it was quite easy for them you know and they had another gear, I'd say in them to go to one and win it again you know so listen they're there to be toppled they are you know This runners up last year winning it the year before so like they're the they're the benchmark so listen it's a bit, it's a bit down the line but um, I'm sure they won't be looking past the monster final but they have a tough route you know they have a tough route
0: yeah, no, definitely, and um, look, Andy, thanks a million for joining us this evening, as always, brilliant to have your opinion and the best of luck to everyone, you know, Lachlan Gales on Saturday, great and uh, we'll link in with you again next Monday night. Have a good luck,
8: Kieran. yeah, great talk, thank, thank you, thanks Ta- very much. Yeah, Talks, thanks Andy, Bye-bye.
0: and that was Andy Comfort as always joining us on a Monday evening, and uh, brilliant to get Andy's opinion and uh, looking ahead to all the games and looking back at the weekend's games as well just before we go to the break in handball news there was a brilliant success up at the St Paul's Golden Gloves for uh, Norman in the boys under 17 singles he came through three rounds of the competition and um, in the semi-final he had a tough tiebreaker victory over Tomás O'Connor from Cork coming out in top 11-6 in that one um, Noah won the first and then the Cork man fought back and then Noah held his nerve then in the tiebreaker to set up a, a final game Against uh, Joshua Roach from the Castlebridge Club in Wexford, and Noah um, was in full control in that one. Then, and he won uh, 50 in two straight games, um, 15-8, 15-7, and to be conc- or to bring back the under-17 title, and it's a brilliant title to win because it's called the Michael Duxie Welsh Memorial under-17 title. So, it's great to for a Clogherney man to win that, and it was fitting that two Leinster players were also in the final of that. So, congratulations, to Noah. Then, in the in the men's A final there was a defeat for Owen Brennan by the, the smallest of margins he lost 11-10 in the tiebreaker he was 10-8 up in that tiebreaker and served game ball and his opponent front clear looked for a replay on 10 um, looked for a skid ball the ref gave him a skid ball he got out on and bet him 11-10 so a tough one for Owen to take but look there's bigger tournaments ahead for Owen this year in the junior All-Ireland and uh, the Leinster campaign as well and he'll be teaming up there with Jack Dial as well so they'll have a strong chance in that junior doubles and look it's a big year for everyone next year as well in 2024 with the World Championships. so lads will be minding their mark as well to keep make sure that they'll be in the division that they want to try win as well so hard luck to Owen but brilliant performance from Owen up there then in the boys under 15 singles there was a feat for Andrew Brennan against Sean Considine from Clare Andrew won through his group stage then he won his quarter final match and just unfortunately it was only one game to 15 and Andrew lost out to Sean Constantine then from uh, Clare 15-10 but um, Andrew will be happy with that workout and uh, he'll know what to work on after playing uh, Sean Constantine a good up and coming player there from uh, Clare as well then in the men's open Peter Function lost out to Robbie McCarthy in the semi-final. He had a chance in the first to win the serve game ball, but uh, just missed the kill on the game ball. Robbie McCarthy got out and finished it then and won in two straight games What a brilliant tournament again from Peter Function in the semi-final of the Open event and the last four there. So um, Robbie McCarty went on to win the final then against Dearbert Nash, who won the semi-final against Daniel Relihan from Cork as well. And then Noel Dowling was defeated then in the first round of the ladies open singles and John Hayes was defeated then in the quarter final of the boys under 17 singles as well so well done to all the players congratulations to Norman Ogan winning and un- hard look to Owen Brennan losing out there in the final of the men's day as well but look uh, the the Nationals will be coming up this weekend as well so players will be looking forward to try maybe go on better in that and, uh, but a brilliant tournament is always up in St Paul's and it's always one that People from Kilkenny pencil into the calendar as it's such a great event. So we'll take our second break. Join us after where we'll be talking the yearbook with Barry Henriques and we'll be looking ahead to all the hurling action as well.
9: TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games
0: and welcome back. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Barry Harriquez. Good evening, Barry. Good
9: evening, uh, Kieran, Yeah, welcome back home with empty <laughs> pockets.
0: Ah, sure. Look, we can't we can't take them to the cleaners every day, Barry. But uh, we trade anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to give them a bit of charity now
9: again, don't
0: you? Yeah, we'll save it for March. But um, yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> on, Barry. Uh, we. It, we're just uh, coming into that time of the year where the Kilkenny GA yearbook will be coming out yep. on the shelves and um, you yep. have an update for us.
9: Yeah, absolutely. The thing is there, listening to the uh, ad there that was put out there by Mick comments about the Kilkenny the yearbook, there's a co- there there's complications in a sense. There's, uh, like the Kilkenny people have brought out, they used to do it years ago, I remember John Knox and Peter... Uh, Peter can't think of his second name at the moment, excuse me. But anyway, they used to bring out a very creditable yearbook uh, then, and it was known as the Kilkenny people. And like Trevor Spillan and the boys are saying, the people now have put, put out a very, very good, comprehensive yearbook of the Kilkenny people news over the 12 months. And there's complicated, there, there's, there's, you know, the, there's people are puzzled and said, that this is not the Kilkenny GAA yearbook. This is the Kilkenny people. Uh, yearbook, Uh, printed and put out by the Kikini people. Our GA yearbook uh, is no. I know Jerry O'Neill. I was talking to Jerry O'Neill, that mastermind of Kilkenny yearbooks. Would you believe that this is the thirty-third yearbook that Kilkenny uh, County boards have produced? That's a lot of. That's a lot of yearbooks. That's a lot of yearbooks. It has produced a lot of good money, uh, a lot of good money for development squads and things like that. That's where the money goes in the yearbook. So we make a profit. They, yes, I, I besieged Kilkenny people. Some areas in Kilkenny are great for supporting the yearbook but there are others, like, for instance Thomas the won the, uh, won the G- Intermediate Championship this year, and deservedly so, and they're a class outfit, and they could do something in the Senior Championship this upcoming year, but like, the sales of the yearbooks in Thomastown, Thomastown Thomas was a great club because they've and Camogie players to burn and the hurlers to burn, and I always thought that the the return from Thomastown has never, ever, ever been did not reflect the reputation that they self that they they said proclaimed or even was proclaimed by other people. So I beseech it, but the point I'm trying to make is that the Kilkenny Yearbook as advertised there by Mick Cummins is not the Kilkenny GA book. That GA yearbook will be on the shelves in Kilkenny on the first week in December. And it's still the same price at twelve fifty. It's full of pictures. I did a count there one year, I did a count one year, and I thought, and I made a count that there, there was over 7,000 faces in the book, there's 208 pages there, I've seen the cover, it's a beautiful cover, it's a beautiful publication, but it's a collector's item, Kiran. I mean, I know you get it every year, and I know that your dad, Jim, gets it, and I bet you, you have every one of them going back, and your dad certainly has.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's one of the things that'll be always under the tree at Christmas in our house. But it'll be well read by then as well. But um, you know, it's yeah, we look yeah, forward yeah, to it yeah. every year, Barry, and yeah, looking yeah. forward to this year's production <laughs> of it as well. Sure,
9: and listen, I want to tell you, but I just want to make the dip- the differential there, the differential between the K. Kenny Yearbook and the K. Kenny GA Yearbook. Ours is out the first week in December. This present one's a lovely publication. I've seen it with TJ and his gar- and his wife on the front cover. Lovely publication, but it has nothing to do with the GA. Hours are out in the first week in September. I hope I've plugged it enough now. And, on, Th- thank you very much indeed for the opportunity
0: of doing that. Yeah, no problem, Barry. And look, as I said, we, we look forward to the Kenny GA yearbook coming out, as always. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will be anxiously waiting for that to come out, and once it hits the mm. shelves, we encourage everyone to uh, get themselves a copy of it. As you said, there's huge work goes into it, and at the price of 1250 sure. it's a pure steal. Thank you very
9: much indeed, Ciarán.
0: Good luck, and I love your programme. You're doing well there, kid. Oh, You're doing well. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. You came, from, you came from a good school, Ciarán. You came from a good school. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Barry, and uh, we'll
9: Thanks touch base with, with you soon
0: again. Thanks, Barry. Thank, good you. Night. Thank you. And that was uh, Barry. Um, Eamon, the All-Stars were announced
10: there over the weekend. Were you happy with the return for Kilkenny? I was, Kieran. yeah. You know, um, just considering other years, I think Cork got to an all there a few years ago and they were a murder. They didn't get an All-Star, so... Look you know, at the All Stars. The way it goes, there'll always be selections where people might think someone should get an All Star and someone's unlucky not to get an All Star. But I think generally, I think the All Stars we got this year we can be very happy with. And just great, like Tom so Murphy get the All Star. And you think the first three players named out in the All Star team were from Kilkenny, like you know, on Cody then and TJ as well, like and I think um you know I think TJ's only 7th All Star or something like that, you know. So uh, I was just reading an article in the paper and today like John Conlon got an All Star there Friday night. And, in the last 25 years, I think there were seven players that got All-Stars as backs and forwards, and he's one of them. But obviously, our own Tommy Welch from a couple of years ago had an exception to getting nearly an All-Star in almost every line in the pitch from the corner back up to the half-forward line, so he was on that list as well, of course. But, you know, he was looking back through the All-Stars, and the likes of Brian Whelan back in the 90s, I think one of the years he didn't get one, and then in 98 he got one in full forward. Like, you know, they're on about time these years in the forwards that you have to play a certain amount of matches in, in the forwards, and... I think Martin Cohn didn't get nominated last year because of time. Like, but uh, looking fairness, Bray Brian was man of the match in '98. But he only played a. Yeah, but he was think, thrown up there, thrown up there, there like, You know, I know he ended up <laughs> at one six or whatever it was. But do you know, if that was enough to get an all-star, you'd be looking down through other years in 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 a, in a position. Like, don't be mm. wrong. Bray Wealum was one of the best hurdles of all time. Yeah. But you know, the, this I, I the, some of the selection criteria that's come into it in recent times. I, I I'm not too sure about it. But I, I I love it as an occasion and all that and. Um, you know, it's just great for the players individually to win their All-Stars and stuff like that, you know. But, yeah, no, definitely. And what are your thoughts on the, the Hurler Deer the and the Young Hurler Deer? Yeah, I think they were fairly cut and dried this year, you know. Was, I mean, it's a, it was a good feat for Aaron land for someone that wasn't involved in the Limerick panel early in the year to come back in and I think he didn't come back in February or March time and just he hit the ground running and, um, you know, he had a fantastic season and then you look at Mark Rogers there, he was, ah, he was one of the main players for Clare, like, you know, and I suppose that's another thing and it's happened many a year that oftentimes players win a young hurler of the year and they don't get into an all-star team like Owen Cody was twice young hurler of the year and it's his first all-star he picked up on Friday night so do you know look at you will always have questions and you'll never keep everyone happy but I think that's what makes the all-stars too you know and it's, it's fair play to everyone that won them
0: Yes, yeah, just on uh, the club championship I know Andy spoke about when piercing in Ballygunner, Clan Lara and Kiladangan yeah, the Tipperary record in the Munster Club Hurland, that's three wins from eleven games down the last ten years. A twenty seven percent win record is poor return, isn't it, for a tip, uh, county like Tipperary?
10: Very poor Kieran, yeah. You know it's a big county like Tipperary and it was often said with Turless Harsfields, you know, they won so much in tip but they could never uh, produce it in Munster and, and into the Club All Ireland in recent times. And um unfortunately for Kilnangan I think their discipline let them down yesterday and was one of the most things, you know, it was just uh, kind of a few moments of madness, or that, or you know, poor discipline, really. And Clan nearly let it slip, you know, against a team of 13 men. And then John Connellan came up and sort led by example. So he's after having a great 48 hours or whatever it was like, and they were nearly one of the favourites to be relegated in, in Clare earlier in the year, so to come on and win Clare and then to be in a monster final. albeit they'll have a, a tough task ahead of them, now
0: Yeah, they lost a lot of players too to immigration, you know. Clan they probably were one of the most underperforming teams in Clare, you know. They had such a Panel of players there that were involved, with county teams the whole way up. So it's amazing the way maybe the year that you're not expecting that you come out and win one. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, that's just great for them, man. Yeah. Uh, Pat, just looking ahead to the weekend, then, um, Thomastown heading for Paratolshan and having there to play called Tough one.
7: Yeah, well, uh, travel up, I always think when you travel up to Meath or West Meath, it's always tricky. Mm-hmm. you know there's, it's, it's not simple but I think Thomastown I've no I, I've no doubt about Thomastown and uh, Thomastown is a club they're full of confidence they have to win the under 21 again yesterday and uh, you mm-hmm. know defending a, a tight game and maybe won it off the bench with a couple of young lads coming in but uh, there's a, a lot of hurlers uh, in Thomastown and a lot of them at that level for that with that intermediate squad they, they can chop and change and uh, you know it doesn't weaken them, so I, I I I stick with Thomastown all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Um, Ciaran then, Tuller then playing. Uh, I think they're going to bon clody to take on uh, Father O'Regan's Cranford.
6: Cranford, yeah. The, um, but the Kilkenny Junior Champions are always very strong, Ciaran, and I, I I do think. Uh, I I know absolutely nothing about the team they're playing, uh, but I do think they'll win Leinster. And generally, that Junior Championship boils down to the game between the Kilkenny and Cork teams. Mm. Um, Now, you know, as a county, our representatives have got caught once or twice, ball watching and not focusing on the next game. There'll be no danger of that with Tullerher uh they'll they 'll win this game next weekend, uh like Thomas Town they're going well in the under twenty one or th- no sorry they were beaten, but they're they're busy all the time, say you know uh the injuries are the thing with them. I think Danny Lennon missed that game yesterday um, Martin Murphy yeah. wasn't a hundred percent um and and a club team can't afford to be without players. you know you do need everybody in order to win something uh so i I think get over this weekend do the job and then try and fix up these boys that are carrying these knocks and get everybody ready then for what will be the big days ahead
0: yeah no definitely and Eamon um, Justin the under 21 then Tolerone with a big win over St Patricks 312 to 310
10: yeah we win for Tolerone so they're into the final now and I think they're playing Johnstown then 13 men yeah 13 yeah.
7: men so you wonder whether I don't know whether they're straight reds or not whether it's whether they'll no, yeah. be missing any in the final one is it
0: yeah, I think oh, there was one stretch, right, John? Yeah. yeah. No, and that final is down for this weekend, yeah, Along with the under twenty one C final between Kilmacow and Glenmore, which should be a cracking game as well. You know, two uh, to south, to southern teams down there, so plenty to look forward to next weekend between all the club, Kilkenny ge- club games, and then also our teams representing us in Leinster. And we urge everyone to get out and watch those games as well as the. The season will be coming to. Uh, a close fairly shortly, right? That's where we leave for tonight. Thanks to Kieran, Eamon Efa, and Pat for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Nikki, Kieran, uh, and Barry, for, or uh, Andy and Barry for joining me on the phone. And most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. And of course, our sponsors, TC Tires, and just like to congratulate as well. Just before. We